out. Fuck you, Lewis, y'all. Oh, fuck you, Lewis. I will Venmo $20 to whoever can send me that song. So we just cut together like one of those YouTube, like, uh, uh, Fuck you, Lewis, y'all. Fuck you, Lewis. Fuck you, Lewis, y'all. Welcome to episode 72 of the most unofficial and only solo fan cast revolving around offensive comedic podcasts, this side of the moon, the Skankverse podcast. Each and every week we discuss, we review, and we talk about some of the best offensive podcasts and news from the week gone by in the Legion of Skank universe. Yes, Jew King! Yes, Jew King! I should probably put my headphones in so I can hear that. Oh, yeah. Um... Obviously, if you've just heard episode 71, which was a short one, shorter than I expected it to be, um, we cover all the Rogan stuff in there. Um, I didn't want to really put that in this. Um, but life is funny sometimes, isn't it? Um, before we get into anyone else, Aaron, anything else, I went to upload that episode. If you don't know, I use Anchor, which is a very easy way to upload podcasts and stuff like that. I've used that since day one. And I went to upload this podcast, and this yellow bar popped up above where I usually, you know, press publish. And it says, have you read Spotify's platform rules? If not, tap here. And I was like, okay. This wasn't here last week. It's very interesting. Um... You can put two and two together. You don't need to be eyesight to figure out what the fuck is on this. Um, but <clears throat> before we get into anything, and I suppose this is a continuation from last episode, but I want to run down some of the stuff on this because it's actually quite, you know, just from skimming it, it's quite interesting. Um, so Spotify's rules. Table of contents. First one is dangerous content. Spotify is a home to communities where people can create, express themselves, listen and share and learn and be inspired. Don't promote violence, incite, incite hatred, harass or engage in any other behavior that, many, that may place people at risk of serious harm or death. So if I make an episode where I say, let's kill Seth Simons, I'm in a bit of trouble. Um, content that advocates or glorifies serious physical harm towards an individual or group. Um... This includes inciting or threatening serious physical harm or acts of violence against a specific target or specific group. Um, content that targets an individual or identified group for harassment or related abuse includes, but may not be limited to repeatedly targeting, targeting specific individuals with sexual advances, sharing, threatening to share, or encouraging others to share someone's private information, so doxing someone. Um, is that then there's deceptive content, um, content that impersonates others in order to deceive includes maybe not limited to, uh, replicating the same name, image, or description of another person's existing, of another existing creator, posing as another person, brand, or organization in a misleading manner. So I can't come on here and say I'm Alex Jones. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm kind of retarded. That one doesn't really involve us. Sensitive content. Um, content that promotes graphic or gratuitous dis- descriptions of violence, gore, or other shocking imagery includes, but may not, may not be limited to 
severe mutilation or dismembered bodies, promoting animal cruelty or torture. Content that includes sexually explicit materials may not be limited to pornography, pornographic porn, porn, or visual depictions of genital or nudity presented for the purpose of sexual gratification, advocating or glorifying sexual themes related to rape, incest, or bestiality. Um, that's fucking nuts. Like, is that now? I'm reading that, and I'm like, is that just pictures? Like, can I not put my my fucking um, the image that pops up on Spotify? Like, can I not put it as like a goat fucking another male goat who may also be its brother? Am I not allowed to do that, or is that me just talking about these things? Because that's the case. That that wipes out an entire fucking genre. Like, that's mur- that's every fucking Dumb slut with a fucking murder mystery podcast gone. Uh, illegal content, uh, content that violates uh, applic- applicable laws and uh, regulations, including but may not be limited to content that does not comply with uh, sanctions and export regular. Regu- can't read today. It was just a bad day to read this, but I had to. It's just this is insane that I'm. Uh, this has popped up. Um, regulators, uh, content that is intended to promote or commit an eagle, uh, an eagle, an illegal act of any kind. Uh, content, uh, content that infringes the intellectual property right of others. Uh, content provided to Spotify without obtaining necessary permissions. Content that infringes on third-party copyright or trademarks. Here's the interesting part. What happens to rule breakers? We take these decisions seriously and keep context in mind when making them. Breaking the rules may result in the in the violative content being removed from Spotify. Repeated or egregious violations may result in accounts being suspended and or terminated. This was done today. And obviously if you've listened to the last episode, then you know why this was done today. You know why... Now you know why 70 episodes of Joe Rogan were removed today. Spotify's updated his rules. Like, and it's ridiculous. These rules are absurd. Like, that is essentially every episode of fucking Legion of Skanks gone. Like, Real Ass Podcast, gone. Everything we're about to talk to in a second falls under one of these things. It's fucking insane. Uh, he's a fucking faggot. <laughs> so, I don't know how much longer we're going to be on Spotify, but um, let's let the good let's let the good times roll, baby. All right. Um, if you haven't heard, we have got some new sounds on the soundboard, so let's run through a few of them quickly. We have got the Alex Jones one. I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I'm kind of retarded. This one. I want to be ninja. I do enjoy that one. This one, in honor of um, Joe Rogan apologizing. Bitch, I wish you would. And one more that we'll save for the um, the end of the show. All right. After recording forty minutes of fucking podcast today, 
Let's get into the actual stuff that we came here for. It's the top 10. The best podcast from the week gone by. Okay? Honorable mention. Just one honorable mention this week. And that is help with Natalie Cuomo. Every again, a Legion of Skanks favorite bitch. If you're a Legion of Skanks fan, she is your favorite bitch. And this is someone is making cinnamon with Jim Norton and Zach Amico. His thing. You put Jim Norton and Zach Amico on a podcast, I will listen to it. I literally stopped listening to this podcast five minutes ago. Not Chip, Jim Norton and Zach Amico. Mate, it's fucking great. Um, Natalie and Zach explain Animal Crossing to Jim. Um, I've just realized that whole fucking five minutes of me talking about Spotify is probably gay as AIDS, but whatever. <laughs> I should probably cut it out, but I can't be fucking bothered. Um, anyway, uh, the best advice Jim ever got was uh, don't wear condoms. This explains the AIDS, obviously, because he's looking really, like, anemic. You know, uh, he, he, you know, and I can understand why. Like condoms suck. You, if you're, you know, I'm, now I feel like I have to be careful what I say. But in saying that, no one listens to this shit. Spotify doesn't know. <laughs> but if you've ever fucked with <clears throat> condoms on, it's not an enjoyable experience. Once you, if you ever fuck without a condom, you will never go back to fucking with condoms. I can't. I don't think I could ever wear a condom again. It'd be fucking insane. Um, but his real best advice he ever got um, was when he was thirteen years old and he was talking to his uncle about getting into comedy. And he said, "What have I done for your career today? Sorry, what have I done for my career today?" Pronouns, pal. Um, Jim asks himself this question every day to motivate himself, even if it's just one thing. If you do one thing in the day for your career, it's a successful day. Like, you know, yesterday I spent an hour or so, like, adding different things to the soundboard, you know, um, going through my notes. Um, if you want to make, you know, I, I, can, I can understand where he's coming from with this. Um, you you want to be successful with something, you have to do it daily. Um, the best advice Zach ever got, which we all know, you know, we've heard it on many podcasts before, was uh, don't ever fuck anyone with a headshot. So Natalie asked him, what's the worst piece of advice he, you, that he ever got? Um, and he said it was from his dad. And he says that he, he loves his dad and he meant well. But um, his dad said to him, high school will be the best four years of your life. Make sure you enjoy it. If you're listening to this and you think that the best years of your life were high school... I, uh, you may have a problem. <laughs> you may not be enjoying life right now. Which also explains why you're listening to this podcast because your life is, is in the fucking shitter. Uh, he's a fucking faggot. <laughs> <laughs> I love that sound. Um, there are two types of people that look back at their high school years and go, that was the best time of my life. Uh, you're either a moron or an idiot. Or you peaked in high school. Now, luckily for me, high school was about 80% of it the worst time of my life. I think my the most enjoyable time I ever had in high school was the last year. It was in year 12. Because, like, I was 18 and everyone else was 17, so I'd buy everyone alcohol. And I was cool because of that. I probably just broke a Spotify rule there, too. Um, 
But there are people, like I know people who, uh, you know, were cool in high school. They were the cool kids. And now they're like, you know, fucking losers. Um, or they look back and say, like, I remember when I, you know, kicked that, you know, that winning goal in the in, on the footy trip or, you know, people who live in the past. And I don't live in the past. I live in the present and the future. Um, yeah. So it's very true. It's a very, it's a very poor piece of advice to give to your son. Um, Zach and Jim talk about how they became good friends and became to being, you know, how they bounce off each other really well, you know, mostly because a, you know, a young Zach Amico grew up listening to O and A, you know, so Zach has listened to Jim Norton talk on radio for fucking 20 years. If you know, well, 10 years, you know, in the same way that Zach does with Lewis, where he's just able to know his speech patterns and when to jump in and throw a zinger or throw a snipe, he's able to do that with Jim because he's just listened to Jim so much. Um, to the point a young Zach Amico um, would listen to ONA and they would play a game on the radio uh, called uh, What's in Mummy's Draw? And Zach literally went through his mother's drawer just to, you know, see what was in there. So the game, the bit was that you call up and you say, what's in mummy's drawer? He didn't call up, he just looked. I think he said he found um, half a t- an half-empty jar of Vaseline and chocolate body lotion. So if that was on your bingo card today, you win. Um, anyway, Zach tells a lot of you know stories that we've sort of already heard in the past, like... Um, the girl he was fucking in the ass and poop fell out and in her embarrassment she threw it across the room. But he tells one story I have never heard before and I've never heard it. It's pretty fucking rare. And it's pretty scary. One of the... I fucking hate that sound. So that's, Zach tells a story of a young Zach Amico, a jolly little boy, um, running around the house in his tidy whities Screaming, flailing around like an autistic kid. Um, and his dad's gone to kick him in the ass, as most dads do. And his toe has somehow gone straight between the cheeks. And his toe has broken the seal of his tiny little butthole. This will get us kicked off Spotify for sure. <laughs> um, and his big toe went in Zach's ass. To which, you know, Zach says that at one point he was airborne for a second. Um, and then ran out of the room crying, and his dad's response was, well, at least I don't think he's gay. You may have been wrong about that. <laughs> Do I have a soundboard for that? Do I have a sound for that? Um, Shut up, bitch! No. This one. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm kind of retarded. Anyway, listen, I know Natalie Cuomo cops a lot of shit. I know people aren't fans of her. This is a very good episode. Does it have anything really to do with Natalie Cuomo? Not really. Like, she pretty much touches on a lot of things she talks about on her pod, you know, every time she does a podcast. How she likes pain and how she likes it rough and doing anal and, you know. But it's Jim Norton and Zach Amico. Where can you go wrong? All right. Number 10. Number t- 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 10, I'm gay. Uh, Rich Foss, Microscene, Dreamwatch, YKWD. 
You know what, dude? It's the only impression I can do well. You know what, dude? A Vix Voss rocks up late to the studio wearing a $15,000 watch that Bobby has wanted for the last four years. Bobby loses his fucking mind. (laughs) Robert Kelly loses his fucking mind about it. Um, Voss says he would have sold him, you know, he would, that he wouldn't sell him the watch. um, No, no, that's not right. Voss says he would sell him the watch. um, And Bobby does offer to buy it from him for what he paid. At one point he does offer to pay him like 800 bucks extra. But then Voss chickens out because he's like, well, they're going to know I sold the watch and I don't think I'm supposed to do that. Um, they talk about how this is the, compari- that the comparison to this is the equivalent of fucking your girl's best friend's lover. Like, let's say you got the hots for a chick and your best friend fucks her and then rocks up next day and says, smell my fingers. Is that a fair comparison? Probably not. <laughs> it's a watch. But I can see what they're trying to say. Um, you know, like, let's say, like, like this, this, this roadcaster, this, you know, this podcast equipment. If I, for two months, were telling someone, like, I really want this, I really want this, I really want this. And then the next day, I saw a mate and he was holding the box that had this. I would probably be a little bit upset. Ten years ago, I probably would have just fucking stolen it off him and beat him over the head with a bat. But, you know, times have changed. Uh, Rich Vosh is truly living the American dream. We say it all the time that Lewis is the pod, the, the emphasis, no, the embodiment of the American dream, but Voss is living it. Because he's still fucking selling CDs and selling ten tickets a night and his wife is fucking producing stuff on Netflix. He's, I remember when I first fucking met my girlfriend and she was like, what do you want to do with your life? Like I was a chef and I was, you know, I didn't have a dollar to my name. I was living week to week. Um, and she was like, and what do you want to do? And I'm like, I just want to be a stay at home dad. Just you go and earn all the fucking money and I'll stay at home. That's all I ever wanted to do. You know? Um, like I don't got no problem cooking and doing the housework. I just don't want to fucking work. And that's what Voss is doing. Foss barely works, and if he is working, no one's going to fucking see it, and his wife is making fucking oodles of money. Um, the first 40 minutes of this podcast is peak Voss and Kelly. You can close your eyes, and it feels like you are transported back to Opie and Anthony, a classic Opie and Anthony bit. Um, so yeah, just... Listen to the last, the first forty minutes. Like, and then they talk about Microscene and his mobster podcast, and they share about, they share mobster experiences that they've had in comedy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the first forty minutes is where it's at. It's fucking gold. Holy shit! And then we get to number nine. Come town. Come a lot, and that is spelled C A M E L O T. So is it came a lot? Yeah, it's Camelot. Um, anyway, they talk about what's cooler when trans people choose a name that's similar to the dead name. Like, for example, Nick would be Nicole. Um, what is another example? 
I can't think. Oh, jeez, I've just there's fucking a hundred examples, and they've all just slipped out of my brain. Um, I you know every <laughs> fucking every name that's popping into my head right now is a name that you could use for both, like Alex or Lee or you know something like that. But you get the idea. Or is it cool? Or is it cooler when they give themselves like a sick name, like Crystal or Destiny or Optimus Prime? You know, like you know, in a, in a world where I was to be trans, like I'd probably give myself like a really cool fucking name, like a really sexy name, like Slut. <laughs> Listen, if everyone knows, if you're a guy and you trans, you're a fucking hornback. Um, it's sometimes it's the reason that people do transition, so it's so they can sneak in the girls' bathrooms and look under the stalls. And that's another thing that Spotify is going to kick me off for. Um, I don't know. What I, like I choose a stripper name. I just I don't know, like Vixen or fucking. It has to start with J because I'm you know, Jacinta. Nah, that's a that's a fucking shit name. Jasmine, Jewel, something like that. I don't know. I really just want to go with Optimus Prime. To be fair. Um. Anyway, then Nick goes on chat support of the Blue Ju- um of Blue Chew's website and sexually harasses and tries to fuck, um, the chick on the ever end. He does mention to her that it, his dick still does work. Um. She disconnects almost instantly. He rates the chat five stars, even though she left instantly. And then Nick's banned from the Blue True support chat. <laughs> it's a very funny bit. Um, and Nick Mullen is also probably, from what I've heard, is back on cocaine and alcohol. So, fuck yeah. <laughs> and then we get to number eight. And we're making good time. Um, Fruit by the Foot Clan with Nathan Orton and Andy Malafarina. Fuck, I, I hit that in one go. I set that in one go. I get another report. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. It's a real last podcast. Uh, this is Lewis was still in Jamaica, man. So Chris from Brooklyn's hosting. Um, without much prodding, Nathan tells us that Randy Orton has a big piece on him. Um, doesn't take much to get that guy to talk about his brother's dick. Um, and I did write, like, Nathan's locked in a studio with free wrestling dorks. And I was like, well, this must, this probably is going to be a very wrestling-heavy show. And it really wasn't. Uh, they talk about the new cut and the newscaster who got hit by a car during, li- uh, during a live broadcast. And the anchor gave zero fucks. Um... It was such a strange... It just makes you think that journalists have no fucking soul. Like, they don't react to it. Like, if you watch someone get hit by a fucking car, you'd be like, oh, fuck. Are you okay? Like, can we get her help? And it was just nothing. It was just blank face. Just nothing. Um, Zach talks about his old cum theory that when you meet certain people, you know, like, for example, uh, you know, good old Downey or... You know, an old person and a young person's body. Um, you know, their parents were old when they had them. This theory is very true, and I'm sure there is a medical term for it. 
I like I've talked about it. Like my roommate who was here until recently, and I have now turned his room into a podcast studio. He was old cum. His parents were in their mid seventies, and dude was the most awkward, didn't want to go out, autistic motherfucker I have ever met. But he paid his bills on time. <laughs> the old cum theory is true. It's true. That's why people shouldn't be having kids past forty. Have kids young. You know. Um, Zach says, and Zach does say it's more obvious with old cum than old eggs. Fair enough. Because, you know, dudes are having kids later. You know, they're being, you know, successful financially, getting good jobs at 40, 50, and then meeting some 30-year-old and filling her up with some expired baby batter. That's what. That's why you. That's why the increase in weird cunts has happened. Truthfully, no lie. You got more autistic people. You got more trans people. Hi Spotify. You've got more people that are fucking mentally ill online because they're all products of old cum. Old cum is ruining the world. Um. Zach then talks about a fat hairy gay best friend of his who um, only fucks dudes who dudes who look like. Him? And I don't mean Zach. I mean, he only fucks dudes that look like himself. Uh, who goes to gay conventions in Vegas to fuck. Like, we've all, we've all had this thought. Maybe it's just me. In saying that, I'm not a product of old cum. We've all had the... Surely, like, I'm not the only one who's thinking this, right? We've all had the mental image of us fucking ourselves, right? Like a twin or a clone. What? It's just me? No, it's not me. Uh, he's a fucking faggot. <laughs> um, yeah, but this guy just goes to fucking Vegas and just fucks hairy fat dudes. It's fucking insane. Um, anyway, then they talk about a Florida teen who tries to kill a man so he can play with his corpse. Like, I don't know what the fuck play means, but whatever. I think he meant sexually. Um, his excuse was that he was having dark sexual fantasies after watching Scream 1. Which is very funny because nowhere in the movie does that even remotely happen. No one gets kidnapped and you know murdered and then has sexual fantasies played out on them. Um, his plan was to grab him as he jogged past his house, strangle him and drag him to his house and rape his dead body. Instead, so this guy rocked up with a fucking uh, a, a, <laughs> a bedsheet and a... Uh, a fucking can of axe spray. So he's going to disorient him with the axe spray and then strangle him. Drag his body back and, you know, play with, um, how, how, I'm trying to think of something funny to say <laughs> because it's so much funny here. Um, essentially, he was going to fuck a block of ice. There we go. Um, instead, the jogger just beat the fuck out of him when he tried this. And then he admitted all of this to the police. This is a perfect example of old cum. Um, is there really anything, it, listen, there's not really anything else in here of, um, interest besides Zach tells a story of going to see the newest, um, Rambo movie. This was a couple of years ago. I remember this story. Midday in Brooklyn. Him thinking, well, no one's going to be in the cinema midday in Brooklyn. <laughs> and just a bus full of tards rocked up and what, and he watched the movie and, um, you can imagine that. You can, you can mentally visualize Zach sitting in the back 
while a bunch of mentally handicapped people, hi Spotify, um, yelled out as Rambo killed a bunch of Asians. The mental image is there because I can see it. Um, great episode. Listen, like I said last week, I'm sort of taking a break from rap at the moment. Um, it's more to do with the guests than anything. But this was a great episode. Then we get to number seven. Zo- uh, exuberant people with Nikki Dicky, the bonfire. I originally didn't write notes for this, but I listened to the whole thing and I had to go back and write notes. Um, so Nikki shared, uh, talks about her experience with a girl and her husband who may have been part of the lifestyle and the lifestyle being swinging. Um, Jay gives his insight on it because if there was anyone in this little universe that knows anything about that, it would be Jay. Um, this chick also, and I had to look this up, she also appeared on The Sopranos once as, once as AJ's girlfriend in her bra and panties. And I must say, nice. She is a nice looking woman. Um, anyway, she's there because she writes a fucking cookbook and the whole point of the cookbook is she sneaks vegetables into things that you wouldn't think have vegetables. Like she puts black beans in brownies instead of butter and oil. Um, that's all I wrote for it. Listen, it was interesting, but it's 20 minutes of Jay talking about, you know, swingers and all the times that he's, he's you know, uh, persuaded women to fuck him and Christine. Oh, and also during this episode, uh, Dan Soda hadn't taken a shit in four days and he probably had it um, um, a compacted colon. So hopefully we're sending prayers out to Dave, uh, not Dave Smith, uh, Dan Soda. Did I, say, I said Dave Smith, I meant Dan Soda. Dan Soda has not taken a shit four days at the time that this episode was released. So we send prayers and thoughts to Dan Soda. And he's compacted colon. Number six. Yo MMA Rap episode five. Um, because it's a fight podcast, they obviously talk about Ari versus Rappaport at the stand. We're not going to talk about that because I'm going to save that for the end. So there's about, I don't know, 20 minutes of this podcast where they just talk about that. Um, so now I have to... Uh, they talk about the battery charges against Chael Sonnen being dropped. Um, one on one, two on one, or five on one. I'll make them all need nine one one. That was also a new soundboard. I just I kept that there just for that. And I love Chael Sonnen. Chael Sonnen was the reason that I got into fighting, like watching UFC. I'm like, well, you know, you had Tito Ortiz and Chuck Liddell, but when Chael Sonnen popped up, I became a fan because I'm a wrestling fan. Like, that's what I grew up on. I was always a wrestling fan. And then Chael Sonnen was like, holy shit. Holy shit. Like, this motherfucker can talk. He aggravates people. People hate him. He's just a great heel. He was he, he, he was Connor before Connor. He was, you know, he was the blueprint for Colby Covington. I love Chael Sonnen. Anyway, had his charges dropped. And I've heard, you know... Differing stories about um, what happened that night. Some people say, you know, fucking two guys harassed him, three guys, five guys. Um, it, you know, 
it, it's it's undetermined. But anyway, Lewis says the reason that he hasn't talked about it, um, because it's a, it's it's obviously going to be a legendary story, right? He believes he hasn't talked about it because he's probably getting sued. Because listen, if you're a famous person, fighter or not, you're probably getting sued. And I agree with Lewis. Like there are um, exceptions to this rule, like. Uh, Matt Sarah. Matt Sarah, fucking three years ago, was in a Las Vegas bar and a guy was acting up and Matt Sarah just used his fucking jujitsu and just held him on the ground. You know? He didn't get sued because he didn't actually hurt him. He just made him look like a bitch. Um, and it was filmed. That was the main thing. This wasn't filmed. And I have a funny feeling that Three to five guys harassed Chael's wife and Chael beat the fuck out of him. Um, Lewis talks about having nearly got a free piece in soda from uh, Jorge Masvidal thanks to Bisping and Kurt Mexler. Um, Bisping and Jorge had beef. Uh, Masvidal mentioned Lewis and then just through the series of unfortunate events in Lewis's life, he nearly ended up on a panel with Masvidal, which probably would have ended up with Lewis in the hospital. Um, Dave finds a way to sneak in another Diaz story, um, which will, which is probably in the future going to lead to a bit or a segment of weekly Diaz news with Dave Smith. I love the, oh, fuck, that's a great bit. I can't wait to hear more about the fucking Diaz brothers. Even if it's just nothing, even if it's just Dave Smith going, in Diaz news this week, uh, Nate Diaz got an ice cream. It was chocolate. Uh, Nick got raspberry and coconut. Um, they talk about Kevin Holland um, bust out and paid for an internet trolls hotel who said he'd whoop his ass. Um, then Lewis and Dave talk about some of the more famous fighter versus troll stories and how it releases that injustice endorphin when you're seeing it. In most cases. There are some cases they talk about where it's just too much. You don't want to see fucking, you know, some guy get his fucking head caved and you just want to see someone get embarrassed. I'm also surprised that they didn't mention Wilder versus Charlie. Now, if you didn't know this story, I'll try and give you a little bit of a quick fucking um, background. So Charlie, and I can't remember his last name, was a internet troll who would go around filming people. Um, like he was a boxing. He proclaimed that he was 180 wins and no losses. So he'd go around and say, hey, let's just have a little bit of a fun sparring session. And the second they put on the gloves, he would cheap shot them or blindside them and he would knock them out and he would count that as a win. Yeah, he was a bit of a dick. Um, anyway, so Deontay Wilder, who you, we all know Deontay Wilder, one of the scariest black men in the fucking world, said, um, anyway, Charlie was online saying that he was going to kidnap his daughter and he was going to fucking do horrible things to her and Wilder invited him into his gym and I think he flew him out and Wilder proceeded to put <coughs> one of the Worst beatings you could put on a scrawny white boy. To the point where 
Wilder's standing over him, and, and Charlie's just, he's just in a ball. He's just scared, and Wilder's just, he's just pure rage. He's like, you're going to kidnap my daughter? And he's just swinging at him, and he just can't break his fucking, this, this, oh, what? There's a kidna of defense, of pussiness. And then Charlie would walk out the gym and say, I won. And it was, it was a, that was, that was real endorphin justice. That, that released some fucking good shit in your heart. Um, and then they talk about Jake Paul, who um, dropped a diss track on Dana White. Um, it's all right. It was okay. Lewis thinks, Lewis likes it and Dave thought it was trash. And then Lewis thinks it's trash because Dave thought it was trash. And that's your MMA rap. You know, like, to be fair, in the defense, they didn't have any fights to talk about that week, but we got some good shit coming up. Um, next week is Rob Whitaker versus Stylebender. That'll be great. Um, it's that dude who likes to drink fucking beer out of a shoe whose name I can never remember. It's tied to of us. Yeah. Versus the Black Beast. Uh, the only thing I wish was that that was in Australia. That would be a sellout card in Marvel Stadium. And I'd probably go and see it. Oh no, I'm away that weekend. Fuck, never mind. Well, luckily it's not here. Alright. Number five. Number five. Beat it with all that dork shit, dude. <laughs> The Shaman and the Scarman. Dad Meat Podcast with Matt McCusker and Ian Finance. Oh, yeah. Got a soundboard for that? Bitch, I wish you would. There we go. Um, they talk about Ian having his back blown out at Skankfest and walking around like an 80-year-old man with a cane. Like, it was, you know, it was, it was comic gold. It was fucking great. And, you know, even though... And you've got to give props to Ian Finance. You can say what you want about him, that he looks like, you know, a weird mix between an Italian and a dirty Jew. Hi, Spotify. Um, but he did every show that week. He never missed a beat, even though he was probably in a lot of pain. And Ian doesn't do drugs. He's clean. So he couldn't take a Percocet. He didn't take a Vicodin. He was just in pain. Um... Ian believes it may that incident may have had something to do with being hit with a car a year ago. It may have just, you know, taken a bit of time to, you know, do the damage or he slept wrong and it just slipped a disc, pinched a nerve. Talks about time and then they talk about times you've been hit by a car. I've only ever been hit by a car once. And it was pretty funny actually. It was the most I ever drank in my life. I had think I I had and I'm not exaggerating, I'm being serious. Like, I had, like, 15 rum and cokes, and I was all fucked up. And my mate was reversing his four-wheel drive, and I saw it, I was sitting in the gutter, obviously, because I had had 15 rum and cokes. And I was like, you know what would be funny if I ran into the back of this car? And I remember running 20 fucking metres or 50 metres or something, full pelt, as he was reversing, and I remember just hitting the back of this car, shoulder blocking it, and just going flying. So that counts as me getting hit by a car, right? Surely. Let's just say the next day I didn't feel too good. 
Um, anyway. I don't think I've ever been hit by a car besides that. No. Um, Matt talks about being held at uh, knife point in Brazil. Um, he's also been robbed at gunpoint. But he says knife point is scarier. And I can attend to agree with that. Like if you... They're both pretty scary, but... Gunpoint, you know if they're going to kill you, it's going to be pretty quick. At knife point, you're going to get, you're going to bleed out. It's going to take a while. Um, and this made me have a, a million dollar idea. So if you're an inventor, get on this. You know how you see um, viral vids of parents attaching themselves to kids who can't walk? Yeah. You know, like the sweet videos, like, you know. Dad puts, you know, clips the feet to his feet and they walk around. Same thing, but for fucking. So you attach yourself to the back of your mate, who, you know, might be a tard, might be, you know, um, paralyzed from the head down. Or even worse, they might just be an acidic Jew who soaks. So instead of soaking, you attach yourself to the back of him and you do the fucking for him. I want to be ninja. <laughs> it's a great idea. I just, um, you know, this pod, this podcast is fucking wild, and I don't mean this one. This one, you know, this one's me talking and trying to find funny ways to incorporate a soundboard. This dad meat episode is fucking, but it's it's fucking awesome. Emotional damage. Um. Anyway. Um. They do a bit where um, in a imaginary world, non-active pedophiles are being treated as heroes in our world because they won't fuck kids. You know, like they'd be treated like the, um, the nurses or the doctors, you know, for the past two years, simply because they didn't fuck kids. Um, and lastly, if there was one thing that your chick would bitch about in um, a group chat with all of her chicks... With her friends, what would it be? For me, it would be my inability to love. Shut up, bitch! My inability to want to be around her. Shut up, bitch! Um, my dislike of being touched. Shut up, bitch! Me always wanting to be left alone. Shut up, bitch! And yeah, that'd probably be about it. <laughs> No. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm kind of retarded. If it would be one thing, it would probably be that I can, well, to be fair, I was speaking half-truths. Sometimes I can be a very cold individual. Sometimes I can be very cold and very sarcastic and um, I just don't care. I just shut out completely. So I can be a cunt is probably the word I'm looking for. All right, number four. The hunt continues with Aaron Berg, the bonfire. I didn't know this. Well, there's two things I didn't know. One, well, I, I did know this, but I didn't know, know this. That Aaron Berg used to be a stripper, but he would also be an escort. And at one point in Aaron Berg's life, he had white dreadlocks. I don't know which one's more disgusting. Um, anyway, Berg talks about, you know... Fucking old, late, old, ugly, eight ladies for money, and you know, like, 
we all think about it. Like we all wish we could be gigolos. You know, like it would it probably would have been one of the jobs that I wanted when I was like seventeen. Like, what do you want to do with your life? Well, I'd I'd like to be an ice cream tester. Uh, uh, I'd like to um, play test video games, and I'd like to fuck women for money. But ask yourself, truly. Like, you know, it sounds great in fear, you fuck bitches for money, but what if that bitch was an old, ugly, fat, stinking bitch who couldn't get a pussy wet? Hi, Spotify. Um, would you do it? Like, and I'm not talking, like, I'm, you can't sit there and be like, yeah, I'd do it for a million dollars. Um, would you do it for, like, you know, 500 bucks? At certain points in my life, I probably would have. Now, I don't think I could. But you never know. Um, Berg talks about fucking a 50-year-old uh, mobster's wife, which would have probably been fucking pretty fucking hairy. Um, Jay's still watching his amateur Peters things. He's still... The dream is still alive, boys and girls. It's still alive. Okay, I love you. Um... And, and Jay talks about that, yes, fans don't really want to hear about it anymore every day. So Jay tries to, you know, just bring ones that are truly show-worthy. And boy, did he find a fucking doozy. He found a fucking doozy. Um, so anyway, there's this, there's, this one is, is, is fat fuck. He's morbidly obese, disgusting piece of shit. And he is, in more ways than one. So he gets busted, and these two dudes rock up to his house where he lives with his mum. Alarm bells instantly. Jay says that the mum looks like Brian Six in a week. <laughs> All right. Now, you're probably sitting there going, oh, what, does this guy want to fuck like a 15-year-old boy? No. He doesn't want to fuck a 15-year-old boy. He doesn't want to fuck a 13-year-old boy. This guy was trying to fuck an 8-year-old girl. Um, <laughs> and the mum reacts like, like you know, to hearing this, like he got a bad grade at school. She's just like, oh my god, I'm taking away your phone. Can't believe you would do that. I told you to be careful on the internet. It's not like, oh my god, my son's trying to fuck an eight-year-old. My son's talking about one of the licking eight-year-old's bald pussy. It's, it's fucking, what the fuck? Yes, Jew King! Yes, Jew King! Um, so Fat Fuck is forced to hear... These Peter Hunters read everything he said um, to this eight-year-old, to his mum. Like I said, licking her bald pussy, you know, sit on daddy's lap, all that gross shit that makes me embarrassed to have any sort of daddy fetish. Um, and she just doesn't react. She's just like, oh, I can't believe you had to say that on the internet. And then she says something truly funny as fuck. She says... Um, don't show my landlord this because if my landlord sees this, she'll throw the she'll throw me out of the house. And that's exactly what they do after they finish fucking record, um, talking to the mum and son. Um, at one point they do say, um, oh sorry, at one point what do you do? At one, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm kind of retarded. 
at what point when you're sitting there and you've done these fucking heinous things, do you not just sit there? And you're not reading this in front of your mum. Now, to be fair, you could argue that this fat fuck has probably also, A, been molested because his mum just doesn't care. Like, she is unfe- she is unfeeling to the whole thing. Or she was just a horrible mum. But what, what if your mum cared? If, you lo- if your mum loved you, at what point hearing this do you not, not want to have to hear this explained to your mum and just say, just call the cops and just, I'll, I'll go to jail. I would make it two seconds. And I'd be just like, just, just call the cops. Um, not, don't, you know. But I love my mum and, you know, I'm not a disgusting piece of shit who wants to fuck an eight-year-old. Um, yeah, fucking great. And, um, <clears throat> I haven't listened to it, but I'm hearing good things about, um, Aaron Berg's new podcast, Berg's At one point he does a song where he, for about a minute straight, just calls Mike Fix fat. So that's great. Okay, I love you. And then we get to number three. So I put my headphone back in. Oh, oh. Man, doing two podcasts a fucking day, it's hard work. I don't know how the fuck people do three-hour podcasts. Like, I'll probably end up hitting, like, two hours and I'm like, my voice is going. Like, fuck. Maybe I need to stop smoking. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, number three is Hamburger Head, Legion of Skanks. Uh, he's a fucking faggot. (laughs) Lewis believes that free thing, these free th- thing, these things bring out the best in Big J. Musical parody, old black guy, gospel old black lady, and fat black lady. Which, to be fair, the last two are, you know, they're sort of together. Hi Spotify. Um, you get no fucking arguments from me. Like, fuck yeah. Like, I personally think... Jay's best voice or impression he does is gospel fat black lady. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, you didn't. I, I truly think that's his best one. Anyway, this is the podcast after Lewis is back from Jamaica, man. So a lot of this is Lewis sharing stories from his trip in Jamaica. Um, he talks about how most of the trip he was dry jerking until the last night where he just couldn't eat. He, he stands and he couldn't stand no more. So he went, he went into the kitchen and used some of Shannon's coconut oil. Um, poor Shannon. Like, to be fair, he would have just taken a scoop out and used it. It's not like he fucking dunked his fucking cock in it. Um, then they talk about strange liquids you've used to jerk off with. Like, me, I'm a simple guy. I just like soap, you know. Shampoo, soap, like, you know. Soap that's, like, sensitive for those areas. Um, and shampoo, just, like, you know, simple things. But once again, I like jerking off in the shower. Bitch, I wish you would. Yeah, I'm sure Joe Rogan would love me to jerk off in the shower right now. Um, simple things like that. Um, Jay and Bobby have no problem dry jerking. You know, like, I think Lewis has become... Well, first off, Lewis's row of, you know, murderer's fucking row of hot female comedians he's fucked is a mile long. And he's also, you know, at one point in his life was 
jerking off with VR porn and using a fucking flashlight. Um, that may, uh, how would you say, desensitize you a bit. Like if I'm jerking off with a VR fucking set, a VR headset and a flashlight, or it wasn't even a flashlight, was it? It was a fucking sucking machine. I'd never go back to porn ever again. I'd not porn. I'd never go back to fucking women ever again. Beat it with all that dork shit, dude. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, Jay and Bobby have no problem dry jerking. Um, and have pretty much only done so, have only ever dry jerked in their life. They've never used lubed. Lubed. Um, they talk about how Bobby smacked his head under a bridge and gave himself a concussion. And Dylan pretty much saved his life. If it wasn't for Dylan walking behind him, he would have fallen down an entire waterfall and he'd probably be dead. So Dylan finally did something useful with his fucking life. He saved Bobby Hutch. And without Bobby Hutch, this whole thing don't work. So um, anyway, after, you know, Alex unknowingly gave Bobby a concussed Bobby Hutch acid, um, which is... Not the worst thing you can give someone after a concussion. Probably not the best thing. But boy, is that trip going to be fucking strong. Uh, They talk about how Shannon nearly drowned to death, which to me is somewhat surprising considering, you know, those double D titties, you know, you'd think they would be used as a flotation device, but they even answer that question because they are 18 years old and it's not silicone anymore, it's cement. Those things have hardened. The fact that not a single Legion of Skanks fan has started a GoFundMe for Shannon to get a to redo a boob job is sad. We really need to get on, you know, Shannon getting Shannon a new boob job, bigger, obviously bigger, of course. Um, and then we get to Lewis. Um, he assumes got to witness Harrington and Alex's first fight. Probably not true. Because, you know, it's Harrington. He's a fucking idiot. Thus, by this story, proves it. So Alex was asleep at the airport about to board to fly to Jamaica. And um, Harrington was being adult. A fucking idiot. But a very funny idiot at that. Um, with uh, fucking Paco egging him on. Um, he knew he had to wake Alex up. So he thought the best way to wake Alex up and create content was to throw um, ketchup packets at her, as Paco films it and egged him on. Um, Alex didn't like that too much. It's like fucking the Joker when I'm, you know, you wonder how I got these scars? Some homeless person threw ketchup packets at me, and I didn't like that. Not one bit. Alex then proceeds to smack him in the face as reparations. Um, And then the boys talk about all the wrestling moves they do if their girlfriend ever smacked him in the face. Like, how many fucking, how many, you have any idea how many times a girl has smacked me in the face? And how many times I've just wanted to fucking powerbomb her for a fucking table? It's ridiculous. Um,. But yeah, Harrington was being a dick, and he deserved that. And to be fair, he probably deserved a lot worse. Like a gun in the butt. 
Um, anyway, Nick, they um, they talk about Nikki Glazer's response to the boys about her song. Um, and this is where the majority of this podcast lays. And there's a lot here, and we do get a little bit serious. Holy shit, shit. <clears throat> At least Nikki Glazer admits that it was cringe. That's a good thing. You know? And this has always annoyed me as she's talking, and I just couldn't let this go. And I know it's stupid, and I get why they do it, but it really fucking bothers me that when they're responding to a podcast and they just don't want to give that podcast any credit, they never say their name. You saw it with, um, who was that fucking tall, blonde-headed faggot? Um, oh, Jesenik. Hi, Spotify. He never said the podcast, you know, Legion of Skanks. And Nikki does the same here. To be fair, she does get close. She does say legions of fans. We're not fans. We're fucking skanks. All right? On an audio podcast, as I flash up the fucking skank hands. Um, she claims it doesn't bother her that they, you know, they made fun of it. And that comedians, her peers, were making fun of her behind her back. Laughing about it. But the undertones of everything she's saying... And the fact proves without a shadow of a doubt that it does, you know, bother her because she talks about it for 25 fucking minutes. And you know what? I can understand that. Like if my, if I did something silly or, you know, I I took a swing and I missed badly and all my friends and people I respected were making fun of me because I'm a fucking idiot, that would hurt me too. Um, Claim she wasn't really that close with... Saget and regrets it. That's the reason she sort of wrote the song. Um, and she claims she wasn't doing it for clout or attention or any of that. Well, if that was the case, if you weren't doing it for the attention, why why put it out? Why? Why, if you were just doing it for your own, you know, enjoyment or self, you know, for your own benefit, why put it out? Why not just share it out, you know, between your friends? I know. Anyway, so Nikki and her faggot Callie soy boy co-host, hi Spotify, um, talk about how she put herself out there and was vulnerable and that the Legion of Skanks, you know, the Legion of Skanks could never do that. They could never be, you know, they could never do something in front of a, a, a massive audience and make themselves vulnerable. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm kind of retarded. Listen. It's fucking insane. Tell me if this is not being vulnerable, if this is not putting yourself out there. Lewis's poem where he wrote a poem after his girlfriend broke up with him and he was really sad and there were teardrops on the piece of paper. Lewis crying as he talked talked about watching Milo and Otis with his son because that was the movie he watched with his mum and... Now he gets to share that with his son. Um, Lewis talking about real father shit that concerns him, like James one day seeing his podcast or comedy or him sucking Bobby Kelly's dick. Um, Jay crying when he got the venue for his first hour special. Dave and Lewis, how they would every day talk about all the ways they wish they could kill themselves because they were that poor. 
these are some of the classic moments and episodes of the show. And fairly true, they're mostly Lewis. But being vulnerable and embarrassed um, is what this show is. It's why we love it. It's why I love it. It's why I gravitate to it because it's what I do. In in you know, and I'm getting fucking goosebumps talking about this. But this is like in public is what I do. When I'm around friends, it's what I do. I tell embarrassing stories about myself. It's what I do on this podcast. I tell embarrassing stories about myself, you know, because it one, it's funny, you know, and two. It makes good content, you know. Um, the best podcasting is being vulnerable, and this is why this Joe Rogan and this Spotify shit fucking upsets me. Because essentially, it's telling me I can't be vulnerable. I can't express myself how I want to express myself, and not in that faggy way. Like you have to think before you say, and I don't do that here, you know. I just fucking spill fucking shit out of my head. Anyway, we'll go on because it gets worse. Anyway, Nikki says something fucking wild and insane. That being edgy when you have a built-in fan base is the safest thing you can do and there is no risk. What the fuck does that mean? (laughs) No, it's the opposite. And Joe Rogan proves that point. Like... Because fans turn on a dime. Things change like that. You know? Like, you've seen it, and it's happening as we're speaking. On Reddit, on Twitter, on everywhere. People are turning on Rogan because he apologised. You know, he's not going to lose every fan he had, but he's going to lose a lot of new fans because he apologised. Just because you have a built-in fan base doesn't mean... Saying wild shit isn't risky, or you know that being edgy is safe now. This is not. How many people in the last two years since the recording I started doing this podcast? How many people? How many comedians have been cancelled? You know how many specials have been taken away? How many things have been pulled from, you know, streaming services or YouTube? Being edgy in this day and age is. It's ill-advised. It's dangerous. And not in the misinformation way. I mean, you know, it's dangerous because at any moment your fucking address is online, you know? At any moment your fucking school your kids go to is online. Being edgy, being risky, being, you know, doing dark comedy is fucking scarier now than it's ever been. So the fact she said that is just idiotic. Um, Lewis mentions something Jay taught him very early on when they first became friends. And this may be one of the... This is up there on advice. Like I always say, like I said it on the last podcast, one of the best pieces of advice I ever got was there is no such thing as bad words, just bad intentions. This is up there. And Jay told Lewis, the hero's story doesn't get the laugh. And it's true. This is just great. This is just basic storytelling. No one 
enjoys hearing the story of how you caught the game winner or you hit the free point buzzer beater. People want to hear about the story of you getting pushed in mud or you getting molested or hi Spotify um, or you you know making an ass of yourself, you failing because that's funny because people can relate to that. I relate to that, you know. You know, Lewis talking about the fact that he didn't grow up without it with a dad. I relate to that, you know. Do you think it, do you think Lewis would be any? F- Okay, to be fair, Lewis isn't that funny. <laughs> but do you think Lewis would be as funny as he is if he had a perfect upbringing, his mum wasn't a crackhead prostitute, his dad wasn't a pimp who got stabbed to death? It, he, you know, what, some of the greatest stories Lewis has told are because he grew up, like, in shit. Some of the greatest stories I've told on this podcast is because I grew up like shit. No one wants to hear the hero story anymore. The hero story's played out. That's why everything on, you know, the good TV shows, the good movies in this day and age are, you know, the anti-hero or the anti-villain, like um, The Boys or Invincible, you know, like things that don't have a happy ending, things that go against the grain. People are sick of the heroes. People don't want to watch the hero's end story anymore. You know, they want the guy who gets pushed in the mud and gets a finger in his ass. Or in Zach's case, a toe up his ass by his dad. And yeah, and I've already touched on this, but religion of skanks is rooted in vulnerability. You know? Uh, they do say that a song is less cringy than, you know, a comedian opening opening a sandwich shop. Which, yeah, that's that's fair. That's probably something we can all agree on. There's nothing cringier than being a comic and opening a sandwich shop. Um, and then a co-host, this fucking Cali soy boy faggot, high Spotify, um, says that um, she was being attacked online in a harsh way to make Nikki feel horrible and the boys should tell their fans to not do that. Three things. And we'll, we'll move on to our next podcast. One, I didn't see anything like that. I, I, I didn't see... That at all, to be fact. It it was most fans just reposting the song or the parody and just saying that Nikki's song was shitty. I didn't see anyone saying that Nikki should fucking kill herself. High Spotify. I didn't see anyone saying that Nikki should slit her wrist. High Spotify. I didn't say I didn't see anywhere that Nikki's fucking animals should be boiled in oil and you know sold to make soap. High Spotify. Like that was no. That was that was nothing. The Legion of Skanks fans have gone at people way harder than that. Way harder. So that's ridiculous. Two, if Lewis told us to not harass or troll someone online, we'd do it a hundred times more. And that's just facts. There's evidence to prove that. You tell us to not do something, we will do it, because that's the type of fans we are. Um, And lastly, you have a mute and a block button. In this day and age, if you're a comedian or you're a someone in the public eye and you're complaining about being bullied or trolled, I, I feel no sympathy for you. Sorry, I, I truly don't give a fuck. Because you got a block button. you got a fucking mute button. Shut the fuck up. Stop making shitty music. <sighs> I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm kind of retarded. <sighs> that may have been one of my best reviews ever, and I'm quite proud of that. And we're not even done. And we're about, what are we, 
an hour and 10 minutes into a podcast and we've still got two to go. So I'm pretty happy I made that that 30-minute extra episode. Number two, Pakistan in the bag. Hi, Spotify. A ding, ding, ding. How can she slap? That's the next soundboard thing, by the way. How can she slap? How could she slap me? I love that. That's fucking funny. Anyway, Matt with a very interesting idea for big tech censorship. If someone, if they boot someone, let's say, what's a good example? Who's been booted? Alex Jones. We'll use Alex Jones because I think Alex Jones is funny and insane and 95% of the time right. Let's say he was still on Twitter and they're about to kick him off the platform for something he posted. Actually, that's a bad example. Um, let's take the, the guy in the Burger King crown in, on the airplane who, um, repeatedly said, um, and let's say he was on Twitter and he was going to get quick kicked off because he posted his video to Twitter. He says they should do a flash photo poll um, to ask people, do you think this guy should be banned? And part of me likes this idea. Then the other part of me thought, well, this will eventually lead to chaos. And Shane says it will eventually lead to chaos. And down the road, and this is the path to how we get two people to vote on fucking, you know, Vote if this person lives or dies, or one million likes and we kill this person. You know, that's that's where we get to because I do think, you know, this is going to sound fucking gay, um, but when I watch something like Gamer, Gamer with um, Gerard Butler, that doesn't seem that far fetched to me anymore. It doesn't, you know, or The Purge. You implement something like this, that. That seems very realistic. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Um, they talk about Whoopi Goldberg saying that the Holocaust wasn't racial and it was between two cultures of white people. Um, <laughs> I haven't really talked about the Whoopi Goldberg stuff, have I? Um, Tim Dillon, I saw today, had a great bit on it. And it's, it's so true and I think it all puts it into perspective. Growing up as a kid, you know what daytime TV was? Tupperware and the slap chop and the um, what was the what was the sponge thing, uh, the shamwow, and it was talking about you know cooking recipes and the you know Jerry Springer and Mari Porovich and all that kind of stuff, and now it's about the Holocaust. This is this is the view is a show that's ten a.m. in the morning and they're talking about the Holocaust, and you wonder why people are constantly fucking angry. So, if you want to know what I think of Whoopi Goldberg, it's simply this. Shut up, bitch! Don't talk about the Holocaust and your opinions on it at 10 a.m. in the morning, and especially don't talk about it when you changed your last name and you changed both your names. You changed your name and put Goldberg at the end of it so that Hollywood would be more receptive of you. Don't talk about it. And especially when you have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Um, I don't really like. I know she was suspended for two weeks. I'm not saying you know fire her, 
Beat it with all that dork shit, no, dude. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not, I don't even think she should have been suspended. Just don't do it. You know, keep that shit for Twitter. Anyway, Matt talked about this on Dad Meat too, but I wanted to really deep dive into this because I think it's, it's a bit of a controversial opinion on my behalf. So Matt talks about this book he's been reading called The Next Hundred Years. <clears throat> and it's mostly centered around geopolitics. So the book says in 100 years, the world will be very American-centric as it is now because of it being a young democracy, an unrivaled, unrivaled military force, especially their navy, like there is not a country in this world that even remotely touches their navy. I think it dwarfs every... I think if you combined every country's navy, I think America is still bigger than it. Um, its ability to control two oceans and its vast amount of land to farm and house people that at the moment is mostly untouched. People don't realise that. Like America has a lot of land that just isn't habited. Um, so I'm probably going to upset a lot of American listeners here. And I know a lot of my you know listeners are American. So I apologise in advance. But Matt's wrong from my point of view. Now, to be fair... I'm going to be honest with you. I'm kind of retarded. I'm an idiot. Okay. But I have to push back on this because, and I'll explain to you why. This book is only based on geopolitics. Essentially where the country is and the resources the country has. But I can, you know, and I'm trying to think of a way to weave this in. But, and this is Rogan logic. This is all stuff I've heard and read because of Joe Rogan. But the fall of the Roman, and to a lesser extent the Greek Empire, mirrors a lot of what's happening right now. From identity politics, like towards the end of the, to the fall of the Roman Empire, a lot of the stuff that's happening in our society now, it was happening then. You know, I'm a boy, but I want to be a girl, etc., etc. Hi, Spotify. You know... The war between the elites and the common folk, the collapse of the middle class, the loss, you know, the loss of the sp- of the spirit um, of the people. These aren't things happening now. These were things happening in Rome, and you can equate them all to what's happening now. You know, um, there's a book called um, uh, the Hundred Year Marathon, where China talks about their long-term plans to destroy America, America with identity politics. And Russia had the same thing during the Cold War. Um, I'm not saying Matt's wrong, but this book isn't taking into account human error. You know, it's not taking into account that the person running the country is a 75-year-old dementia patient. Hi, Spotify. And fuck you, Spotify. Nah, I love you, Spotify. Nah, fuck you. Um, you know, and listen, I don't want America to fail. I hope this book's right. I hope in a hundred years we America is still on top, and that Turkey, you know, hold on, uh, you know, that China's not a factor as you know there'll be a coup between the lower class and like you know against the upper class, and that Russia will collapse again. I want this all to happen because one, I don't really want to have to learn mandal- mandolin, mandolin, mandarin and um, a Russian to understand, you know, what my favourite New York-based comedians are saying. Um, 
and I like watching the NBA and I don't think, you know, I think the NBA would be very different if it was controlled by a Chinese government. Um, and listen, at the end of the day, I'm also a retard and the majority of this knowledge comes from Joe Rogan. So, yeah, anyway. And the book claims also that in tw- uh, 2100, Mexico will rise as a superpower and try to take back Texas. Um, and that Turkey and Poland will become a superpower. So I hope, I hope it's right, but I just don't see it. I just think you're looking at the, at the, 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 um, the demise of society as we know it. And if you can't see that after two years, like, and I know this is very black-pilled, and, you know, but like I said, no one likes, no one wants to hear the hero story. Hero story doesn't get laughs. Truth is, we're all going to be fucked, we're all going to be chained together, and we're going to have to build pyramids again. Hi, Spotify. But the best thing will be, we'll have help from the and they can do all the heavy lifting. And on that note, number one, Whew. Number one. As I take a drink. Oh, got to do the intro for number one. It looks like there's been enough talk. It's time for the main event. That was there for the sole reason of that. Who is Brandon? Shane Gillis, Matt McCuster, and special co-host, Mark Norman. Legion of Skanks. Bitch, I wish you would. Um, yeah. So Lewis just recently figured out what an NFT is, even though he's been pushing Jay to do one with him for a long time. And after 10 seconds of talking, you realize that Lewis still has no idea what the fucking NFT is. Um, Jay saw something on Twitter when ref- and he referred... Fucking... Jay were referring to what he saw on Twitter in regards to a Kobe NFT. Um, today is the two-year anniversary of the first time a black man left and took his child with him. Holy shit. Hold on. Holy shit. Shit, shit, shit. Emotional damage. That one was like, I was like, ooh, that's a spicy one. Um... Anyway, so now we get to the big thing. Okay, um, Lewis talks about trying to get the, uh, the security footage of Ari getting jacked up from the you know from the stand, and they won't give it to him, which is unfortunate because, boy, that'd be funny. So this is all about, um, and we'll go back to the uh, Yo MMA rap stuff because that's where I wrote most of the details about this. Um, so. Actually, I didn't write it there. I wrote it here. Yeah, listen to a soundboard while I find One on one, two on one, or five on one. I'll make them all need nine one one. Uh, okay. Just so we're all on the same page. I had to roll, scroll down a bit. Let's give everyone a clear timeline, okay? So we can all be on the same page. Ari made a co- that that Kobe video. Kobe Bryant was a basketball player who died in a helicopter crash with his kid, with his daughter, and about six other kids. Um, rapper poor dog piled on Ari, um, which assisted in him being cancelled. People forget this, but he had his special 
Like, he didn't even record his special. It just never happened. Um, it's called Jew, I think. Yep. Okay. So, Ari made jokes on, um, or jokes or claims on Fear Vaughn and Tom Secura's podcast that Rappaport harasses and beats women. And Rappaport didn't like that. So, Rappaport was at the stand and saw Ari. He walked past him a couple times and realized who he was. And um, he grabbed the manager of the club and said, come with me. And confronted Ari and smacked him in the chops. Once. And Ari laughed it off. As you do. Um... (laughs) Um, yeah, Ari laughed it off when he got hit, uh, which then um, Rappaport then proceeded with uh, three to five quick and more powerful strikes to his face. Now, to be fair, we've all done this as a child and as a drunken teenager. It only ever worked with me once, and that was with my mum when I was 12 years old. Like, we used to get the belt, like, my mum and Stepdad used to have a belt where the buckle had fallen off. So when you were bad, you would get this belt. And about 13, I, I don't remember what fucking movie I watched. But I can remember this vividly. The kid's getting smacked on the ass with a wooden spoon. And he just doesn't react to it. To the point the the, the wooden spoon just breaks. And he never gets hit ever again. I was like, I'll try this. So I remember a smack, nothing. Didn't make a sound, didn't flinch, didn't didn't do nothing. Smack, nothing. Smack even harder, nothing. Never got hit with a belt ever again. It works. So if you're if you're a kid at home and your mum's beating you, just don't show any pain. Hi Spotify. <laughs> um anyway. Uh where were we? Oh, my my notes are all fucked up on this because I just jumped ahead halfway. Um so they get an exclusive interview from Waitress, um, who was there but didn't see it, just heard about it. Uh, she said Mac- Michael um, swung four times, and it was obviously about the wife beater comments from Ari. Um, and they were all on the same page. Here's the thing, and, and that's pretty much all of it. Um, oh, actually, I like, and then Shane disses Lewis, saying he, you know, because Lewis, you know. Ari has said in the past that one of the best things about being Lewis's friend is that Lewis will not ask questions. He will just fucking jump in. If he sees his friend being attacked, he'll just jump in. And Shane disses Lewis pretty funny, funnily, funnily, pretty hilariously by saying he wouldn't have been there because it was a comedy show. Crowd just fucking loses it. Lewis doesn't appreciate it. Um, and the crowd erupts in in laughter, and in the front row, one of the um, one of the boys from Skate Bank. I'm pretty sure it's Kyle. So shout out Kyle and shout out Rache. Um, I got a lot of love for those boys. Um, and then Lewis proceeds to tell uh, to say that he will never promote it, and never promote the Skate Bank podcast ever again, or even say the name of it. But we'll say it here because I love the Skate Bank, and I think they're really great guys. And he says that they should fuck off and do a Matt and Shane secret podcast fan cast, which is funny because the week before, pretty sure they fucking did. 
Um, shout out to those boys. Like, their podcast is very funny. But so is the Skank Sex. Like, we're all funny in our own little ways, you know? Um, you know, like, Skank Skanks, they bring that girly energy and they giggle and all that stuff. And they bring a feminine edge to a very masculine show. Skank Bank is a male version of that, of two dudes just having a good laugh. And this is just me with a soundboard. Yes, Jew King. Yes, Jew King. All right. So my opinions on this whole Rappaport Ari thing, because this is all jumbled up. Um, Ari knew this was going to happen one day. Ari knew. I've heard Ari talk about it on podcast. He knew one day he'd run into someone who was going to collect a pound of flesh for what he did with, said with the Kobe thing. Right or wrong? And Ari admits he made a mistake when he made the video. He didn't know that, you know... His daughter had been killed and he was going for the laugh. And it, you know, it fell flat on its face. Um, like, like I said, it was coming to Ari and Ari knew this. And I don't think, and I think that's why Ari just stood there and took it. Took it like a bitch, but he took it like a man. He took it like a bitch and a man. He was a man bitch. Um... Uh, it'd be interesting to see what happens in the future because Hari hasn't commented on it and Rappaport hasn't said anything about it neither. And apparently they're both Jews, so we'll see who sues who first. That's really it. Like, like I feel bad for Ari, but at the same time, like, you know, you're going to get got. Like, you, you, you know, we all love Ari Shafir. Ari Shafir is one of the funniest people when him, Kim Condon, and Shane Gillis are free people... Three are the only people in the world who can put Lewis in his place. You know, who can really fucking shut down Lewis is when you get the best Lewis. Because it's a defensive Lewis. But like, he, he knew. He knew this was coming. And I think he's pretty great. I think he's pretty lucky and grateful that it was Michael Rappaport, a C-level actor with a shitty daily show that I didn't know about until two days ago smacked him instead of a six foot eight um, fucking basketball player who would have taken his head clean off his shoulders that's my opinion on it uh, Matt comes up with a very for the funniest idea that they should Chinese take away prank the both of them um, that they should call Ari and Rappaport and put them on the phone and have them unknowingly talk to each other. But Ari doesn't answer the phone. Uh, Lewis wants fans to make memes of Ari and Rappaport, but they can only use scenes from actual Rappaport movies and TV shows. So we'll see what comes out of that on the next episode. Um, talk about a Manchester United player, um, the alleged rape allegations against him of rape. Um, there's essentially audio of him pretty much forcing his girlfriend or some chick to fuck him, and it's pretty damning, but not funny. Uh, they talk about Kid Rock's new um, released. Kid Rock has released a new white rap song. It's, cons it's I don't know what do you call it. Is it white rap? Is it conservative rap? Is it right wing? Right wing? Oh, it's the white wing. Oh, it's the white wing. Oh, chop suey. I want to be ninja. I want to 
Is it right wing rap or is it so it's white conservative right wing rap is what we're going to call it. Um, even though it's made for low IQ hicks, I can't lie. It slaps pretty fucking hard and is a better version of his first song. I, I, I enjoyed it. I went and listened to I paused the podcast and went and listened to it. I thought it was fun. Uh, Shane Gillis says it reads like one of his drunk 3am tweets, and he fucking loves it. He, he fucking gets into it. Um, <laughs> Lewis, and in the song, there's like, let's go, Brandon. And Lewis has no idea, like, who Lewis says, who the fuck is Brandon? Lewis didn't know what the thing was. Um, this upsets Lewis greatly, because Shane asked the audience if they knew what let's go, Brandon was, and they all clapped. So Shane explains it to Lewis, and to be fair, he explained it to me too, because I didn't, I knew it was like an insult to Joe Biden, but I didn't know why. Okay? Um, because Shane knows this, because, you know, of course he knows this. So he explains to us that um, apparently some dude named Brandon won a NASCAR race, and the crowd was chanting, fuck Joe Biden, hi Spotify. Uh, and the interviewer said, oh, they're chanting, let's go, Brandon. And thus the meme was born. Um, Shane, with the most random fucking thing ever, uh, asked if they can pull up the video of Donald Trump putting a candy bar on top of a minion. <laughs> fucking just the... I love Shane Gillis. He's a fucking treasure. Um... <laughs> Once again, no one besides Ari and Kim, and Shane can put Lewis in his place better. Shane may be the best of it, because he really rustles fucking Lewis's shit. Um, he compares Lewis and Jay to carp and other dirty bottom-feeding fish, as he compares him and Matt to dolphins that fuck girls. Because, yeah. Fuck yeah. Bitch, I wish you would! Um... Shane talks about how he was blackout drunk at Skankfest and nearly got a Legion of Skanks tattoo on his hand. Like, he would have regretted it, but he would have really regretted it if it was on his fucking hand. Really would have fucking regretted it. Like, like Jay's got it, but it's Jay's T. It's like Jay's podcast, you know, it makes sense. Um, Lewis confirms that it was better help the sponsor they lost, so that confirms that. Like that's that's a month ago. Like, but I was just happy to hear that it was better help because I wasn't. I was ninety percent sure. Now I know. All right, last stretch. Okay, Lewis tries to get as many people as possible to admit they didn't know what "Let's Go Brennan" was and that everyone was being gay because you know we're all gay for Gillis. I'm sure someone's got that on a T-shirt somewhere. Um, Lewis and the staff come up with a... Oh, wait, that's not it. So yeah, eventually he gets about... Hmm, like 10% of the audience admit that they were full of shit. But at the same time, like... It's a crowd. Of course they're going to fucking chant, like, clap. I don't want to be the fucking the loser who doesn't know what Let's Go Brendan means. Yeah. Like I said, I didn't know what it meant. All right? All right, we gotta go. Come on, it's it's an hour and thirty minutes. This podcast is going really fucking long. 
All right, Lewis and the staff come up with a what they called a great idea. It's a horrible fucking idea um, in Jamaica that they need more diversity and a pro- so and a producer has moved on from Skanks. He's now an engineer, I believe, like an audio engineer. So they're hiring a work intern. They're going to do a competition, like a you know a winter Olympics. A work intern to be more in line with today's times and um, today's diversity. Uh, he's a fucking faggot. <laughs> so if you're a black, a tranny, a gay, a lesbian, a non-binary, etc., etc., hello Spotify. Um, apply for this job, and I'll tell you why this is a really bad idea. Because you want to know, you want to see the fucking downfall of Gas Digital. No, hey, let's just let let's just let hey, just let the Trojan horse in the gates. Because what? How many? How many? You know, how many times you, you you're gonna let a black dude in there, and you're gonna hear fucking white people drop, and you think he's gonna be okay with it? You think you're gonna let a a, a trans person come in, and you're constantly on air gonna say, and they're gonna be okay with it? You're going to let a gay person come in and you're just repeatedly going to say faggot on the air? I can say that word because I'm half gay. Go fuck yourself. You think a gay or a lesbian is going to be okay with that? And non-binary, I don't know what upsets them, but it's probably some gay shit anyway. So yeah. And then the last thing, um, somehow Jay and Shane talked themselves into a two-on-two basketball pickup game for $1,000. So Lewis and Jay versus... Shane and Matt. It then somehow becomes free on free. I'm sure Dave Smith's going to love that he's been fucking incorporated into this idea. He's not going to show up. So, here's some over-unders I want you to think about. Over-under, Dave doesn't rock up and needs to be subbed out for someone else. Probably Dylan. All right? My guess is that Dylan, uh, that Dave, has he's nowhere seen when this basketball game's around. He won't play. Uh, which Philly boy do Matt and Shane choose to be their third? Hmm. I'd like to say... Uh, it's got to be Guard Dog, man. You've got to put Gardini in there. It's only fair. Um, I don't know if he'd be fucking... Good at basketball, but I just think it'd be funny. You know, you 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 could choose Lamar, or, you know, Lamar Lee, or sorry, Lamar Lee, or some other. You know, just because you know you want to win. Here's the thing. I think Matt and Shane fucked up. <laughs> like Lewis Jay is playing basketball on a daily basis. Lewis is in some sort of fake, like is in some sort of like good physical shape. Matt had a personal trainer and he did a 15-minute workout and he wanted to die. And, not oh, sorry, Shane did had a personal trainer and did a 15-minute workout and wanted to fucking bend over and die, keel over and die. Matt, I don't know Matt's physical fucking shape, but it's, you know, probably better than Shane's, but not better than Lewis's. And if we've learned anything from Gun in the Butt Part 1 is it's not about basketball, it's about being able to actually run up and down the court. So I think Lewis and Jay will be 
$1,000 richer at the end of this game. And I will be $1,000 richer now that it's the end of this podcast. Not really, but you get the point. Um, thank you all for listening. Okay, I love you. I know that's a lot of... Can- I think that I've never put this much content out in one day and I appreciate it if you listen to the Joe Rogan episode and you listen to this because I know that's a lot to listen to. I hope you had fun. Um... As always, follow me on Twitter at SkankiversePod. You can now follow me at, on Instagram. Yes, I'm on the gram. Um, I finally gave in to my um, evil desires. So you can follow me at SkankiversePod, or one word. You can follow me on... What the fuck's it called? Getter. SkankiversePod. It's all SkankiversePod. Um, you'll find me there. Um, and as always... You know, spread the word about this pod, subscribe to this pod, leave a like, a rating, a review on this pod, um, and tell a friend, a family member, or someone who got their fucking shit smacked in by Michael Michael Rappaport about this podcast. Not my best one, but you get the idea. And on that note, there'll be no podcast next week. I'm out of town, so... These um, this two hours of podcasting you've gotten this week will have to survive until the week after. Um, so yeah, obviously stay up to date on my socials. Um, I will be back the week after next. And on that note, I must now bid you an adieu. Goodbye. Mwah. And good night. Bang. I'm just trying to get some mott sticks. Get on the sheets, get some mott sticks and some skull. Shout out Riggin. Shout out Finnegan. <laughs> shout out Orient Mulligan. You just need to come. Want me to make you come? I'll make you come.